Hello everybody and welcome back to the Splash Recap. Today we are recapping the entire month of October all across the four different conferences. So my name is Marty. And I'm Carlton and I'm glad to be back. Alright, so first things first, many of you may have seen on Instagram there was an article posted about us by Laurier Athletics and one name unfortunately was missed in our team. Uh, they've joined our team very, very recently. You may or may not have noticed on our Instagram, which is Uni Swim Canada, that's U-N-I Swim Canada, we've been able to offer some French language uh, in our description, which is great. Uh, and that is all thanks to Tatiana uh, Goyette. She is a Montreal Carabon alumni, U-Sport qualifier. She's a fantastic, fantastic swimmer. She knows a lot about uh, the RSEQ. And she knows French, which is something we were really lacking, and it's something I wanted to bring into the uh, into the Instagram. All right, so to get started today, we are going from east to west. So we're starting with the AUS. The first meet uh, of the year has finally happened in the AUS, which was hosted by Acadia, the Jack Schultz Invitational. So the main thing that I saw, personally, was of course Dow's dominant. Um, Dow Housey, they doubled Acadia's points uh, in the overall category, um, almost doubled Acadia's points in the women's category, and still had a very healthy lead in the men's category. Now, one thing I did want to point out that I was shocked by personally was how close some of these men and women's scores were for the teams. So specifically, the Acadia Axe men and Axe women, the women had 445 points, while the men had 444.5 points. Uh, University of New Brunswick Reds, uh, the women had 153 points, while the men had 152. Uh, and that really shocked me, uh, personally, because you don't see that very often with a men's team and a women's team being so similar in the score that they're able to achieve. And I think that really shows how balanced these teams are, and they're just kind of a dual threat. Uh, I think we see a lot in the OUA uh, with a team having a fantastic men's team and a women's team that just isn't quite there yet. And it, I was personally really surprised to see the parody of the men and women's teams out there in the AUS. Kelton, I know that you personally looked into the meets. What did you find? Well, with this meet in particular, when you mentioned Dalhousie's dominance, it doesn't surprise me when both their top male and female athlete had perfect scores. Reagan Crawwell and Logan Sparks both had 64 points, which was the highest amount of points they could get. They both won four individual events with exceptional times. Um, Logan Sparks and his 200 free won a 154.56 to win it. And Reagan Crawwell won her 800 free with a time of 858.83. These were two events that I thought were, were very good at the time. But not only that, there were two other swimmers at this meet who both scored perfect scores as well. From Acadia... Sophie Ronnie had 64 points as well. She won four races, and the event that I thought was most surprising was her 50 fly, where she went at 27-3, which is an amazing time. And from the Memorial University Seahawks, Chris Weeks won four races as well, winning the 100 free with a time of 50.1, which was an, a stellar time to achieve at this point in the season. Yeah, October, that's crazy fast. That's crazy fast. Uh, I wish. <laughs> I wish I was there personally. Hopefully one day. All right. Now we're going to move on to the RSEQ. Uh, so for cup number one uh, and cup number two, we may as well group them together. Personally, what I noticed the most was obviously McGill's dominance. Um, 
McGill won the men and women score at both of them, plus the overall scores, uh, by a very, very healthy margin. I personally was surprised uh, by U Ottawa's men. Uh, I have some friends at the University of Ottawa, and they had kind of said uh, that they were surprised by their third place finish last year, and it was kind of a make-or-break year for them. I was hoping to see them a little bit closer to McGill, um, but hey, you know, that's the sport. Sometimes you have big graduating class, and stuff happens, but overall, McGill is extremely impressive. Are the top three teams in the RSCQ on lock? Currently, the top three teams at both of those meets were McGill, Ottawa, and Laval in that order. And so my question is, can anyone challenge them? Can Montreal get a little couple more points, push past Laval, or will those three stay as the, the top three contenders in that conference? Only time will tell. Kelton, what did you find from Cup 1 and Cup 2? I mean, only to further emphasize the dominance that McGill has, they've had the most, they had the best male and female athlete of both Cup 1 and Cup 2, and the best performance from both Cup 1 and Cup 2. So in Cup 1, Hazam Iza won three golds and one bronze in Cup 1, and Elizabeth Ling won three bronze and one, sorry, three gold and one silver. With the best performance of this meet, Naomi Lau from McGill won the 400 free with a time of 4.20.22, which is an exceptional time at this point of the year. And Mats Berdat from McGill as well won the 400 free with a time of 3.56. In Cup 2, once again, Hassam Iza was the number one athlete for men. He won three gold and one silver. On the women's side, we had a tie between Natasha Frost and Elizabeth Ling, both winning three golds and one silver. All three athletes from McGill. And with the best performance, Elizabeth Ling won the 100 breast with a time of 1.10. And Malachi B uh, won the 200 free with a time of 1.51.2, also from McGill. These times that they're accomplishing at this point in the season are, are outstanding, and I'm excited to see what they can do in the coming months. Yeah, I'm noticing that trend too of just the top contenders of every conference are already going so fast right now. Uh, again, for anyone who doesn't know U Sports Swimming, typically, not always the case, but typically your team trains the hardest from September till February. Uh, most teams will keep going till the end of the school year and in April, but some swimmers will take four months off, which of course, if you want to stay competitive, you can't do that, but it's an option for you. So for you to come back in and be racing this fast in October is crazy. Uh, another thing that I want to mention before we leave the RSEQ, I have had some of you DMing Unis from Canada, which has been wonderful, asking where the rookie ranking is. Every other conference has their rookie ranking posting uh, posted. Where is the RSEQs? It is still in progress. These things take a long time to, uh, to do and to make. And especially, the RSEQ has a ton of recruits. So, it's a lot of work to do. It will be out before the new year. All right, next up, we are moving to the OUA. So the first meet that I want to mention is the Ottawa Tri meet. Uh, this meet, ton of fun. Ottawa, Carleton, Waterloo going head to head to head. Uh, last year, uh, University of Ottawa dominated the meet. Uh, and in the end of the year, they ended up getting third place overall at U Sports. So they, were, they did, had a fantastic year last year. University of Ottawa did win the overall score. Uh, their women's team uh, won. 
the men's team. It was close. It was a very, very close uh, competition. But the University of Waterloo was able to beat the University of Ottawa for the men's score, uh, 211 to 185. So I was very surprised by that. I think it's a great sign for the Warriors team this year. Uh, some of you may have seen our Division One predictions for the OUA have gone live on Instagram, at Can. And I personally, and so did Kelton, we put, them, we put University of Waterloo underneath Western. I think they may have a shot to challenge. Will they pass Western at divisionals? Well, only time's going to tell, and we will find that out by the end of November. Kelton, what did you find about this meet? Um, well, from at this meet on the women's side, from University of Ottawa, Vanessa Thibarge won 25 points, winning two of her events and getting second in another one. Her best race would most likely have been the 200 IM, where she went a 224-2 to win it. And on the men's side from UW, we have Lucas Warmold getting a perfect score. 36 points. He won all four of his races, with his best race being his 50 free, where he went 23-09. And with what Marty was talking about, how we both put UW behind Western, UW still has some exceptional swimmers, such as Lucas Warmold, and they have a swimmer competing at Pan Ams right now, and we have not yet. We have yet to see him swim. And I'm excited to see what that swimmer will do at Divs. Yeah, Kevin Zhang. He is he's something special. University of Waterloo is very lucky to have picked him up. That's awesome for them. Um, okay, next up, we have the OUA Sprint Invitational. This meet is all over the place. Absolutely all over the place. So first off, uh, let's start with, with the women's score. Guelph won. I don't think anyone expected Guelph's women to not win this meet. Uh, <clears throat> to not win this meet. I personally was surprised that Brock was only slightly behind them. And that Queens was only slightly behind them. And Laurier really wasn't that far off from Queens. It was far enough from Guelph though. Uh, then we go to the men's side. And Laurier won. And... Brock was fairly close behind, but it was a pretty decisive victory, um, which I think shows that Brock won is strong since they won the overall score. They won the they got second in women, second in men. Brock is a strong team coming back and challenging year after year. They're on the up and up. Laurier, their men are competitive again. Uh, this is probably one of the best Laurier teams that we've seen in a long time, and specifically Laurier's women. They may have came fourth in that meet, but almost every other team had a full roster. When Laurier's women's team is not full, and it has not been full for a number of years now. So we are going to see, uh, over the next couple of years, what Laurier can do with the men and the women's team that they've built, and if they're going to continue to keep building on that success. Same thing with Brock. They have been building up and up and up, and we're going to get to... We are fortunate to get to see them keep building and see how high they can reach. Kelton, what did you find about that meet? Well, it makes sense when you say University of Guelph women's team won when they had the best female athlete. Ali Bertram won, had 43 points, winning the 50 fly, coming 7th in the 50 back, and 8th in the 100 IM. That's after swimming those races three times. And on the men's side, we had Kent Goniavila from Laurier with 44 points. He may not have won an event, however... He was very consistent in all three of his races, coming third in the 100 IM, sixth in the 50 free, 
and fourth in the 50 fly. And Kelton brought up that really good point of having to swim three times. The OUA Sprint Meet is a very unique competition as you have a prelim session where everyone from every team swims, races, then your top athletes go on to a semifinal session after a very short break, and then you all race, you all swim again, and then after another very short break, your top eight race again, and those top eight are who scores points. So it's a tough meet. It's very tough mentally and physically. Next up, we're going to the Badger Invitational at Brock. It, it was all McMaster. <laughs> it was all the McMaster Marauders. They absolutely dom dominated the meet. The overall score for McMaster was 1,835 points and a half. Second place was the Brock Badgers at 992 and the overall score. McMaster dominated. Um, I think that this shows how strong this McMaster's team is this year and how divisionals may go in Division 2. Since McMaster, they, got, they were at the bottom of Division 1 last year. So they are going to race all these teams again, except Guelph, uh, in Division 2. Another thing I want to point out is on the women's side at the Brock Invitational, the Queen's Gales got the second place beating Guelph narrowly, but still beating Guelph. Queens is a strong women's team this year. The OUA sprint meet didn't put on, didn't show Queens strengths as much as this meet did. Because the Badger Invitational, it's not just sprints, it's a little bit of everything. And so Queens clearly has built up a fantastic women's team this year. On the men's side, McMaster won. Brock got second. And Laurier wasn't that far behind in third, uh, beating Guelph and Queens two meets in a row. I think those two teams are going to be neck and neck all year. Those two men's teams seem very comparable. They seem to always be side by side. Who's going to come out on top by divisionals, by OUAs? Who knows? Only time will tell. Kelton, what did you find? Well, Mac dominated the meet, as you said, and it only makes sense with their athletes. They had two female athletes that tied for the highest score. Shanna walker Jong had 57 points, and Michelle Wang had 57 points as well. They both won two races. Um, Shanna went up 58-2 in the 100 free, and Michael Wang went at 20... Michelle Wang, sorry, went a 29-9 in the 50 back. That was just one race from each of them. On the men's side, from McMaster as well, Cameron Johnson also received 57 points, winning the 100 breaststroke with a time of 102.5, and also winning the 200 brass with a time of 219. An honorable mention from the University of Guelph was Marcus Selva, who got 40 points. Yes, he received a lot less points than Cameron. However, he won both of his races. He won the 100 free and the 50 free. So it, who knows if he would have won more events and got more points. Another honorable mention would be Daniel Robignoli from Laurier. He had an exceptional meet, winning the 50 fly and coming second in the 100 freestyle with very good times at this point in the season. All right, and our last meet of the OUA. Kind of the elephant in the room uh, as we talk about Laurier and Waterloo. They had their annual Battle of Waterloo on Halloween night. Super fun meet. Everyone gets stressed up. It's a good time. Waterloo, of course, dominated the meet uh, on the women and men's side. Uh, and I think it just highlights how strong this Waterloo team is. Uh, they were able to defeat Laurier pretty handily. Kelton, do you have anything to say about that meet? Yeah, UW was just dominating the meet. They 
really put on put on a show and Laurie was just not ready to face them at that point on the women's side megan frost had the highest points she won three events the 200 back 200 am and 200 free and on the men's side they had three athletes who tied for the highest amount of points finn duncan schubel samuel pai and lucas warmworld all tied they ball all won different events the 200 back the 50 breast 200 free 50 fly 100 fly UW won most of the events at this meet, which explains why they were so far ahead in the scoring. And a little reminder about these two teams. The University of Waterloo is in the higher division at Divisionals, while Laurier is in Division 2. So these two teams will not be facing each other at Divisionals. Uh, they're in their own different categories. So they won't really meet again until, I believe, the Brock Invitational later in the year, and then, of course, at OUAs itself. All right, now we're heading to the Canada West. Two of the meets that happened in the Canada West were both club meets, uh, so we are not going to go into much detail here, but they're worth mentioning that the University of Manitoba, uh, we saw them in the water for the first time at the St. James Seal Meet, and we saw the University of Regina in the Saskatoon Goldfins Invitational. Both teams had some swimmers thro throw down some fantastic times for October, and we're glad to see them in the water and glad to see what they got. And the big one of uh, the Canada West was the Dino Cup. So the Dino Cup saw the UBC Thunderbirds, who are the defending men's U-sport champion, champions, uh, the Calgary Dinos, who are the defending champions of Canada West, and the University of Lethbridge Longhorns all go head-to-head-to-head. -to -head -to -head. So UBC got the overall win. Started off the year really, really strong for them. They're looking fantastic. Calgary Dinos, not far behind though. Those two teams have been fighting back and forth to be the top of the Canada West for a couple years now. And that seems to be continuing again this year. University of Lethbridge, not far behind either. In the women's scores, I was extremely shocked by this. Was UBC Thunderbirds. They came second place in U Sports last year. Uh... And their women got 153.5 points. Calgary Dinos women got 153 points. Just 0.5 behind. That's a very, very close score. That's a very, very tight meet. They were back and forth for quite a while. Uh, really interesting to see UBC barely get the win, though. Calgary Dinos are probably fe feeling very happy with where they, they are at. If they could catch up to UBC... Maybe take second place in the women's this year. Maybe beat Toronto. Go to first. Only time will tell. On the men's side, not quite as close. Still a close meet, but not quite as close as uh, the women's scores. UBC's men got 147.5. Uh, University of Calgary got 122 points, while University of Lethbridge not far behind at 84.5. All good scores. All, all reasonably close to each other. And uh, I think it's a great start to their season. Kelton? What do you got? Well, from this meet, we had two perfect scores. Uh, from the UBC, C. Loon Ho scored 24 points, winning the 100 fly, 50 fly, 100 free, and 50 free. <laughs> Great times. In his 100 fly, he went a 54-3. 50 fly was a 24-4. And on the women's side, University of Calgary, Alexandre Lepage scored 24 points as well, winning four events. She won the 200 breast, 200 IM, 400 IM, and 100 breast. Her 100 breast time was a 107.9, and her 200 breast was 226. 
these times are amazing at this point of the season and it's really cool to see what Canadian swimming has become and to see these athletes accomplish this at so early on in the season. I'm excited to see what these athletes are going to be able to do later on in the season. I completely agree. This is October. Typically, you just get better and better and better. Canada West is a little bit different than everyone else because their final championship is in November. So I find that they swim really, really fast in November, but a lot of the athletes have not peaked and then they really come into it at U Sport uh, if you qualify. So we're going to see them all again. We're going to see them all at Canada West coming in just a couple weeks now. And we're going to see them all at U Sport later on this year. And I am very excited to see it all. If you would like to not have to wait an entire month to find out about all the meets happening in U Sport Swimming, follow us on Instagram at UniSwimCanada. That's U-N-I Swim Canada. My name is Marty. My name is Kelton. We hope you enjoyed. Have a great one. Goodbye.